This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast about eating disorders, disordered eating, body image, and mental health. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 11 of season 4, I'm answering the question, what will happen with my body during recovery? So guys, welcome back to episode 11, and yes, I know I'm later, but I really had some inspiration problems when it came down to this episode, uh, because I had this inspiration block, this podcast maker's block, and at some point I was sitting, and I remembered a DM that somebody sent me, and they actually asked me, and actually this happens so frequently, um, what will happen with my body um, during recovery and after recovery? Will I always be this hungry? Will I always uh, be gaining weight? What will happen to my body? And sometimes when you are recovered for some time, you forget these questions until you meet your clients again. And you know you get the flashbacks and memories of, oh yeah, that was the problem I was facing back in the day that I had my eating disorder. And to be honest, I had the biggest anxiety when it came down to these questions because this was the main problem during my whole recovery that made it unstable because I didn't know what would be on the other end when I would step into recovery and how being recovered would look like, how my body would look like for the most part. So that is something that I'm going to touch upon today and a little add-on into that as well. Next week, The podcast will be an episode with a listener and she will be explaining how autism in females is related to eating disorders and I'm very grateful she's going to do that. And the week after, it will be the episode of the friend of mine that I interviewed. That audio went corrupted. This is the life of the podcast maker and we're actually doing a redo. And in that audio or that episode, you will be hearing how she actually viewed me when I thought she didn't know that I had an eating disorder on my habits with food and movement and behavior. So it's very cool to see how somebody analyzes you when you think they don't know, but maybe they know or maybe they don't know. So that's something you will have for next, well, next week and the week after. If you would like to be on the podcast, you are always welcome to do so. Either you are not busy with recovery and have an eating disorder, you are busy with recovery, you are cured you are a coach you are whatever what you want to share on this podcast episode or episodes because i really think it's important that not only me is talking and you have a place you feel safe and you can share your story or your you know problems or the things you find hard during recovery um, that can be done uh, anonymously, but also not anonymously. That choice is yours. And you can always apply to at I'm stuffed underscore com on Instagram or go to the site I'm stuffed.nl and fill in the contact form. So that was that. And now we are going to jump into the episode. Little add on because I always tell you where I'm recording this. I'm recording this at work in Sandam with the most beautiful view. And I think that's why I got my inspiration back again but okay. To make this episode a little bit more structured, I'm just gonna give you some groups. I call them the groups A from from A to E, or you know, for Dutchies, I think this is a problem, but A as in uh, that A from Atlanta and the A from Edward. I think that's more doable. So A, B, C, D, E, and we're gonna do that. Um, to make sure that you get a little bit of an insight or what possibly could happen during recovery and after recovery with your body. 
Little disclaimer, this is something that I see in practice with clients in front of me. This is something that I've endured myself. I was also a person in one of these groups, but I can never in a million years predict how your recovery is going to be and how your body is fully going to react on it. Meaning that these are speculations, meaning that this is a little bit of an insight on how it could go, but I can never guess how it's going to go. So maybe you see some correlation in the groups of the people that I'm talking about and you somewhat know how it can become. Well, that is that. And let's start with group A. Well, group A is in my eyes actually the people that have an eating disorder and do not want to recover. So how will that basically end? Either you are in a vicious cycle for years and mentally it's draining and your body weight can fluctuate with it, meaning it can go up or maybe stay stable, uh, but again, the mentally the part is very hard, or you have a person that really is on the lower end of the BMI uh, and tries to keep that and maintain that with a lot of effort and for your body that's a very tricky place to be in when it comes down to fertility and fatigue. Um, and your immune system and then there's the group in this you know group a that has a eating disorder and is very below underweight and isn't doing anything about it to fight off the eating disorder and for that group body wise it isn't strange if you would die that you know it's the i know it sounds very shitty to say but the people that have an eating disorder and do not work on it and have a very low body weight it isn't strange that you would die because one in five do does not survive an eating disorder and there's an other group in this group a and that are the people that um are you know physical wise you will not see it but they have an eating disorder and they're so sick of it that what does it mean for their body in the long run well it wouldn't be strange if they would commit suicide as well and i know it sounds very hard to say but i think these topics are something we should touch upon in episodes in a community of people with eating disorders because realistically this does happen and i do see it happen um so that is actually group a group b is in my eyes group b is actually the people with anorexia or bulimia with a very low weight or even binge eating with a low weight and they have a low bmi or they're beneath it and are underweight and they choose for recovery so how does that look Well, if they choose for recovery in the beginning, what your body will have is that it didn't have the nutrients for such a long time that um, it will hold on on some water because of the water weight of the carbohydrates and it will have some digestion problems in the beginning as well. It also will be very fast in becoming healthier again, let's say a month or so, uh, because of adding all the vitamins and minerals in your body again and it it will vitalize basically so yes there are some cons because of the water retention and the uh, you know uh, bowel problems well should i call it a problem your body needs to get custom again and used to the fact that you get food again and then afterwards that will actually stabilize and there will be more benefits than actually cons because the body will get to a weight where it's comfortable and uh, all the vitamins and minerals will come into your body and you will mentally feel much more better. There is a little, you know, disclaimer in this one. If you fall back during recovery, what can be a 
and you know a normal thing because it happens a lot or you will fight back with against recovery you see that some people relapse and they fall back in weight and have bad eating patterns again then for group b you would have that the out end come could be that you gain a little bit more weight because of the compensation behavior or it could lead to binge eating and then the weight gain could be also there a part of uh, but i wouldn't know for you if it would be going back to a normal healthy weight or going slightly above it really also depends on how your how damaged your body was often uh, we automatically Automat- oh my god what a shitty word automatically get thrown into recovery because of extreme hunger because her body says you know to the people with a low weight this is not how i want to live and we're going to change that because this is an healthy environment meaning that your body takes over and puts you into recovery then you will have that those symptoms of feeling better mentally but also having a little bit of fluid retention and the bowels then it's a part of gaining weight until a weight where your body is comfortable. And I wouldn't know if that's the same weight that you had before your eating disorder or maybe a little bit higher. But I know that the moment you start compensating, that weight could end up more higher or could end in binge eating what could lead to the fact that the weight could become a little bit higher. So realistically, and the take-home message for group B, if you trust your process and don't compensate, you are likely to get in the most beneficial situation. Group C is what I call the binge eaters. And binge eating can happen at any weight uh, and any type of, you know, in any type of eating disorder as well. So anorexia, bulimia, or binge eating itself. Uh, or even orthorexia. Although it, it isn't stated in the DSM-5, I personally do view it as a individual eating disorder uh, what you see with uh, group c is that the binge eating uh, the, the reaction of the body during recovery is that the moment you give yourself mental freedom when you have binge eating well it could be in the beginning that you will eat a little bit more and gain a little bit more weight but after your body is used and you're mentally accustomed to the fact that you can eat everything when you want, how you want it, uh, in the portions you want it, um, your body actually stabilizes back. And meaning that maybe it could be that you stay on a little bit of a higher weight for some time, but eventually you will go back slowly and steadily in the weight that fits to your body. But it is only when you invest in eating regular, eating really what you want, and that is a very important part of the recovery of a binge eater. So maybe in the beginning, maybe a few pounds you would go up, but in exchange, you get so much freedom and so much mental health back again, and eventually you your weight will go down as well. So that part is very, very uh, beneficial if you do not compensate. I would like to address to the fact that for every eating disorder, if you have a relapse or try to compensate because of anxiety and that compensation could be purging, could be you know, changing up your food from amounts or over-exercising, it will always be at the end negatively for recovery and always be more anxious feeling for you because it will influence your satiation so badly um, that it is uh, actually counterproductive for what you want. And group D 
is the orthorexia group. And what you often see with recovery with orthorexia is that there's also, you know, because of a lot of fear foods, um, there is a phase that the body and your mental health is going to get used to the fact that you can eat everything you perceive to be unhealthy again. And also with binge eating, you see there, you know, just like binge eating, you see in orthorexia that the amount of food consumption will go up temporarily because of all the restrictions that there were, meaning you will gain a little bit of weight. But after you get comfortable with those foods again, your satiation will change and often the the weight maybe temporarily stabilizes or will go back to a normal, healthy weight. Could mean that you maybe gain with orthorexia because a lot of people do lose weight because of the clean eating, that you go back to the healthy weight you were before or maybe slightly above and from slightly above it would go back to your normal weight that fits for your body and I think normal always is a very tricky word to use because normal is what your body needs at that point and that is normal for that point so what your normal weight is um can be a reference to what what I'm doing now before the eating disorder. But let's say, for example, you got your eating disorder when you're 11 and now you're 16. You cannot go and, you know, uh, say, okay, but I need that weight that I had around 11. Because that isn't realistic because your body is becoming more older and will have more body fat on it naturally. So that's a little tricky word I always find. But that is at least what I see with group D. Orthorexia will mostly lead to a a temporary state of overeating. Maybe you need to gain weight. Maybe you do not need to gain weight. It could be that you're slightly higher above your weight than you were before. But eventually, if you trust the process, it will balance out to a weight that fits for your body in that current situation. And group A is bulimia. And if there's something with recovery that I see with bulimia, it is that uh, normally because of being bulimic and really purging, your uh, fluid retention and your basically your whole balance of your fluid in your body gets very messed up. And uh, you can see it in somebody's face, it gets puffy or the throat becomes very uh, rough because of all the purging so the voice really becomes different you can see it in the teeth health you can see it in the eyes with the veins and actually when people stop purging that all slowly becomes normal again and more balanced so no fluid retention no you know sour or rough throat it also is that um, the the intestine so the, the tummy uh, the digestion will also become better during recovery Meaning that after recovery, so after really the recovery phase and not compensating, hopefully, these things will often be cured and healed. And weight-wise, it could mean, again, that you gain a little bit of weight if you invest in eating normal again. But it also could mean that you maybe just say the same weight or maybe even lose a little bit of weight. It because when you're bulimic, you know, bulimic can be in a person that is a healthy weight, anorexic or a higher weight. Um, so it doesn't per se mean that uh, a weight fluctuation uh, can occur. Sometimes it really is just a part of purging. And if that goes, um, a person can still have the same weight. But again, it differs per situation. If you, for example, have anorexia bulimia and you're maybe on a very low weight, 
um, you may do need to gain weight and then that's an extra nice addition for the process because you needed to gain the weight and eventually you lose the purging as well so a plus plus um these are the five groups that i wanted to touch upon and i think you can see already like a red or a core in the things that i say uh, i think the biggest take-home message that i could give all of you with any eating disorder that is listening person with an eating disorder is listening now um it will become okay if you stop fighting against recovery and stop joining the the you know the bad guy the eating disorder how more you will fight against recovery how more the chances are that the weight could become higher and that's why i'm sharing this with you because i did that and my weight became excessively more higher than it should be in my personal opinion of course you know i came from a very bad place with my body was really wrecked but it didn't need to gain the amount that I gained, but it did eventually because I couldn't stop compensating. I would overexercise. I would still, you know, do f- strange things with my food, eating mono meals, so only one item, or would do stuff with protein. And looking back to this, I was like, oh my god, I only liked, I only made the process longer, and I made the weight gain worse. So my biggest recommendation to you is do not compensate and trust the process because if you do that your body will come in different phases it need it need different weights in this recovery process but it will eventually nine out of ten times i see people ending up with a weight that fits them and that comes naturally if they believe in recovery and have minimum to no compensation so that is my take-home message please take this one dear near to your heart because i really really fucked up with this one and that's why i'm sharing it with you um that was this episode i hope you enjoyed it and if you have any questions about queenie how was extreme hunger for you queenie how was the weight gain and where did it distribute it or what were your symptoms uh and you know what were all the pros and cons you can always dm me so please do so because i will always answer um and will be remaining to do so. So I hope to see a message in my DM if you're unsure about recovery and what it brings. And uh, I will see you the next time with a new episode with uh, autism and females and eating disorders. Have a nice day. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl or to the Instagram imstuff underscore com and start working on your relationship with food today.